It's Personal Trainer Daily, episode 8 everyone, Chris Burgess here as always. Thank you for being here, I'm here to answer your questions in a rapid fire way. Questions that you've got that allows you to make little bits of progress, getting a bit of guidance and advice from an old hand in this industry. And today's question, do you know what, it's a break from the norm everyone, it's a break from the norm. We have today a question that wasn't asked. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give, when I'm not asked a question by you guys, which by the way, you can ask me over at Burge underscore LTB on Instagram. But when I'm not asked a question, I'm just going to go to Facebook, look at a topic that comes up time and again in personal trainer circles and answer that. So you've got a reference point that if the question comes up again, you can come back to this podcast. And if, do you know what, if you're in a thread and this question comes up, you should definitely tell the people in that thread to come to the personal trainer daily and listen to what I got to say about this. As an old hat, hat or hand? It's old hand in the industry. Uh, I've got some thoughts on this. Look, we've all at some point going to lose a client. Like we're all going to get clients like who leave us in the future too. Because uh, 2020 is just that year, everyone. And occasionally we're going to have clients asking for refunds too. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you some thoughts and theories on cancellations and refunds over the course of the next 10 minutes. So thanks for being here. I appreciate it massively. If you've got a question, hit me up on Instagram. And don't forget, if you're enjoying this episode, please take a little screenshot on your mobile, post it to Instagram, tag me in, because I'm just needy like that. Anyway, let's get to the content. Right, so uh, refunds and cancellations do come up uh, quite a frequent thing. I always try and take a little bit of a bird's eye view on these things. And there's lots of different pathways we could go round uh, when it comes to talking about refunds. My feeling is, though, if we start off by figuring out, actually, from a service level perspective, when we're service providers out there in the big wide world trying to get people to buy into our service and all things that come with it, it's actually mental that anybody buys our stuff in the first place. And let me explain why. As a service provider, as a personal trainer, you're enlisted with the like trying to get help and support for people who want to go on a lifestyle change journey of sorts, whether it is muscle gain, fat loss. Uh, rehab, prehab, prevention, just feeling better, all these things that come with it. We know, we know that results come through as a result of somebody aligning with you, your values, the way you do things, the way you communicate, the way you deliver what you deliver. But when we, when we think about all the things that make human relationships work, like alignment of values, alignment of beliefs, alignment of your, of their need, meeting your skill set, like there's so many things, especially in this day and age, whereby there can be a natural misalignment, like political views um, being the biggest one at the moment, all the way through to your susceptibility on um, conspiracy theories through to wha- weird and wacky nutritional interventions and beliefs. Like no matter how many times you try to speak to a client about not falling down a pathway of doing weird stuff, like sometimes like that's just what they want to do. And whilst we can suggest things and be suggestible, like, it's hard. There are so many different places in just normal behavior, in normal life, where we could have potentially conflicting views with another human being. It's only natural that on occasions, despite your best intentions and theirs best intentions to make it work, it might just not be a natural fit. There might be a person and every personal trainer that is listening to this will know someone. You might even already have someone in your head. 
where you train them and you just knew from like the first or second session it just didn't click it just weren't right something in the water wasn't quite right like whether that is uh your skills your personality their personality their beliefs something just misaligned and so with that in mind this is why when it comes to uh sign up to personal training services i do believe in the old good old-fashioned trial period because it allows both you and them a dignified out it allows you and them a dignified out some people package their trials as a 30-day trial some people package their trials as a 10-session pack some people do it as a uh, five-session pack whatever it may be but what that does if you're able to offer that up front you're able to offer that to a client up front like above board and say, look, I genuinely suggest that we go down the route of doing 10 sessions together. I'm going to work my hardest to get you the best possible results in the best possible way and see where that takes us. Usually that's okay. Usually inside that time frame, you know if the client is going to be someone that's misaligned on values and beliefs and just personality. Um, whilst I'm not a firm believer in clients should become friends and friends should become clients and all this kind of stuff, uh, the reality is is that the business relationship has to work well for all parties involved. And that includes you. A lot of the time trainers put on themselves this notion that, you know, it's them that's always on trial. It's them that has to prove their worth, them have to prove their skill and get results and things like this as well. But actually, you need to make sure that you're uh, working with people you know you can bring the best out of and that you believe in completely. Otherwise, it's going to serve none of you any good. That brings us on to cancellations. If somebody's passed their cancellation period or the trial period, should I say, let's say somebody's gone through the trial period and they become a client, whether it is on a uh, monthly direct debit or uh, recurring session booking packs, whatever it may be. Occasionally, life just changes. Life just gets in the way. Something happens and a client wants to cancel. This is where having a cancellation policy is a solid, sound idea. It really is. So if you've got a cancellation policy that's in place, like whether it is uh, 30 days or some people, like especially like the independent gym scene, try and get people locked into year-long contracts and such like, people generally use that like, and stick to it. It's a deterrent. It's a deterrent from cancelling within terms. The difficulty we've always found, and this is something that every gym will always find, is that when somebody's in a cancellation period, let's say they're in a 12-month agreement and they want to cancel uh six months in six months in uh they want to cancel life has changed life has got in the way um the reality is is that you've got two different ways you can go down the route of you can go down the route of making them like stick to the contract and then you potentially working with somebody who doesn't want to be there for a variety of reasons they've made the decision they don't want to be there ideally the year-long contract is the deterrent from them coming forward anyway so if somebody has come forward and said look I, for whatever reason, need to leave. I'm going, I'm moving, changing location. At that point, you'd be absolutely mad not to come to some kind of agreement where they can end their billing contract early. Absolutely mad, because the last thing you want is somebody inside your personal training business who doesn't want to be there or being held there against their will. And then, of course, the last bit is, oh, well, if they cancel their payment anyway, let's say they cancel a direct debit or don't pay, are you really going to chase somebody who doesn't want to be there against their will for a small claims court? The publicity you'll get, is, is it really worth it? Of course, the other side to the coin is that you shouldn't be a soft touch either because this is your livelihood. This is your, this is your life. 
there's not many trainers running around like dollar dollar bills yo in bentleys and such like unless of course you teach people how to be an online trainer the reality is is that like this is stable recurring revenue being run like an official business so the the idea is is that if you run a a contract period the contract period will very likely serve you in the respect of is a deterrent from people cancelling early but when somebody comes forward you need to weigh up the the costs to the business overall of keeping somebody in there that doesn't want to be there my uh modus operandi oh hello mr lingo this morning uh <laughs> Okay, uh, my, the way in which I approach this, that's a much more Chris Burgess thing to say. The way in which I approach this, everyone, is by uh, coming to an agreement with the client, ultimately, that serves them and serves us very well, that allows them to leave in control in a dignified way, that means that we're not holding people here that want don't want to be here, because that may lead to negative reviews if we like chase them and hound them for money uh, in a small, tight area that we are. If we burn relationships through to financial means, so if we chase people for money, like news will spread incredibly fast that all we care about is money. That's the last thing we want to be known as on a local level. That's absolutely not what we stand for. So in, in our respect, yes, we try and keep people sticking to billing agreement times and frames, but we only want them to be there if they want to be there too. So that's where we go. In other situations, of course, we get people who want to um, cancel and get a refund. Usually, people ask for a refund because expectations have not been delivered. So this is where you need to make sure all of the time that when somebody signs up for your service, they know precisely what they're agreeing to. This is where a lot of trainers will say, oh, no, I've not got an agreement in place. A service level agreement. Service level agreement. Explicit expectations of you of them if you get that done not like nearly all the time you won't have to refund people you only have to refund people then if you know you're continually cancelling sessions or the sessions have been terrible or the gym has to like close for whatever reason and a credit can't be assumed for when it reopens whatever because that's look, let's face it it's 2020 anything can happen but from my perspective when it comes to refunds usually if somebody's asking for a refund it's in their belief it's completely in their belief that service level expectations have not been met. So if you've got a service level agreement in place that gives the explicit expectations of the trainer, the explicit expectations of the client, if that gets signed, you'll barely ever be asked for a refund. Um, and then, of course, if you do, if all those things have been met, you can send it back and say, hey, look, I appreciate and respect your uh, request for a refund. Just to let you know, the agreement that we have in place is this, this, and this. And based on the following evidence, I can show that this, this, and this has been done. So whilst I'm not in a position to offer a refund, what I can do is offer your credit note against training services further into the future if you wish to come back and circumstances change. That's a fair thing to do.